You're listening to the West Side Podcast, a part of the L.A. International Church of Christ family of churches, worshiping God in L.A. since 1989. Amen. Great to see everybody this morning. Chandler, my assistant. Vanna White over here. Come on, Chandler. That is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. Chandler's done an incredible job with our teens, right? Teens this summer. Has he done a great job? Doing a great job. Uh, yeah, we're really excited about Alexis getting baptized. It is a great baptism because um, for many reasons, um, one of which, you know, our teens are just so intertwined with the El Mensaje teens and that we can go and support. They come to all of the, our stuff. It just is a great family thing. So um, we want to make note of that. That is special. We do have some folks visiting um, and I don't even know. Oh man. Wow. Okay. Let's who's all visiting. We got Mark from India. Mark. Yep. Mark from India. If you visit, if Mark visits again, we might make him a member. Mark. Yeah. 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 Mark three times in three months. And I think you become a member. Okay. Anybody else on this side visiting that we uh, want to make note of? And over here, of course, we have Bezad and Candice and we're super excited to have them with us. They are dear friends of ours. Candace, dun, 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 is a UCLA Bruin. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And their boys, Javid and Armand, are over here. Great having you guys with us today. They've been in town looking at schools. And amen to that. <laughs> okay, we got some visitors um, back over here. Who do we have? We've got Ben and Claire. Ben and Claire. Great to have Ben and Claire back with us. And make some, who am I pointing to? Josh and Gina. Josh and Gina. Thank you. Great having you guys with us. And who? Joel and Joanne. So we're all brothers. Yeah, it's all family. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we say, when you're here, you're family. When you're here, you're family. So, um, church, be making note of our friends so we can get a lot of good hugs in. So we want to get a lot of good hugs in later. And I'm getting motion to... Who's this here? Rachel. Great having you, Rachel. Connected here to Gwen. Yes. Great having you, Rachel. Really nice to have you. Yeah, really good. Oh, that was fun. Got a lot of good people here today. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Let's bow our heads and um, have a word of prayer and we'll get started here. Father, thank you for uh, our time to worship. It's your time. And we want to put aside our, um, our stressors, uh, the things that preoccupy our mind, worries and fears, hunger and fatigue, and God, we want to be able to come and focus and be present and worship you. Thank you for our singing, lifting up our voices together to you, special. Thank you for uh, Lily's, Lily's communion, being able to share about her life. We're so grateful for her. We're so grateful for you, for the cross and how it has changed us. God, I pray you bless um, the sermon and use these thoughts to help us uh, move forward and continue to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are starting a series. Starting a series. It's always exciting when we start a series. 
seven times in the book of John, Jesus uses this phrase or this language, I am. And he says, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. And I am the gate. And I am the good shepherd. And I am the resurrection and life. And I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I am the vine. I'm the vine. So we're going we're gonna to do a series where we just really sort of dive into those thoughts. Chaz is going to be up next week, and he's going to pick up the baton. But we want to build a lot of good continuity in this, really sort of saturate ourselves in what is Jesus trying to share and teach? What is it that he really wants us to get from this? Obviously, seven times making this statement about himself. We have some, right, teachers. Where are my teachers? I got some teachers. Thank you, teachers. Little spatial repetition. Little spatial repetition. And uh, that's good teaching. Amen. So the first one is in John 6, and he says, I am the bread of life. And I'm going to zap. There we go. But before I hit that, I want you to think about this little thing to set us up. Horatio Spafford wrote this song uh, about 150 years ago called It Is Well With My Soul. It Is Well With My Soul. And Horatio was um, a banker, an investor guy from Chicago that was very involved in missions. And he's trying to get... um, churches and missionary going in the Middle East, in Israel, in Jerusalem. And he um, had made some money, and he's on his way over to, to Jerusalem. Something comes up. He can't go. He sends his wife and his kids. I'll meet you there. I'll take the next boat. But their boat sinks, and his wife and children die. Now, you're a Christian man, and you're really trying to do a good Christian thing. And how do you make sense out of that kind of suffering? You would just expect, I'm a Christian man, I'm doing a good Christian thing. Surely my family has got kind of a free pass on this one. Hmm, no. Suffering finds all of us. No matter what precautions we take, no matter how well we've put together a good life, no matter how hard we've worked to be healthy, wealthy, comfortable, with friends and family, and successful in our career, something will inevitably ruin it. But Spafford, to his credit, doesn't turn on God. He writes this song. It is well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way. When sorrows, think now of this line, knowing that he lost his family um, in this tragic 
boating accident. When sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control. That's a great line right there. Let this blessed assurance control. You go through that kind of grief, you lose family, you're out of control emotionally. You're full of what? Anger. Grief, rage, confusion. You you just want to lash out. You're out of control. Totally out of control. What a great line. Let this blessed assurance. What? 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 Hope in heaven? Promise from God? Let what I know about God, let what I know about the cross, let what I know about, let that control. That Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. And it's recorded, he does take another boat over to Jerusalem a few months later. And the captain came up alongside of him and they just paused. The captain said, it's probably right around in this area where the ship sank and your wife and children died. And he wrote this song, It Is Well With My Soul. I think it's so important for us, right? We come, we sing, we pray, and we've got to be thinking what's going on inside of our soul Jesus is trying to make sure our souls are good. And so when we talk, when he talks about the I am's, I am the bread of life. I'm the light of the world. I'm the resurrection. He's trying to make sure our souls are well. Amen. So let's talk a little bit about this word A-I-M. That's how he, that's how he starts all of these um, um, utterances. And for time's sake, I'll just sort of run through this. I would love it. It would be great for you to go back and read these passages for yourself. So when God appears to Moses out of the burning bush, he asks him to go do these things. Moses, you're my man. You're going to go do it. No, I don't know. Okay. Oh, by the way, God, uh, uh, the people, they're going to ask what your name is. What do I tell them your name is? He says, you tell them I, my name is I am or I am who I am. There isn't, it's sort of beyond categorization. I am. That's the title. That's who he is, right? It's not king. It's not chief. I am the big chief. Um, It's not the big CEO. It's not the president. It's not the king. It's not all these other titles. It's not really very much not a title. In a funny way, I am is a verb. You know, I'm the alpha. I'm the mega. I'm everything in between. It's a big name. It means a lot. Um, if you want to, pull Dink aside and ask Dink about what this name means in the Jewish community. It's exceptional. For time's sake, I won't do it. When Jesus comes and introduces himself in John 1, John says about Jesus, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Wow. So we get this introduction right in the beginning of John that he is really special, that he, in a sense, 
is God. And this is what's going to make him so controversial in the Jewish community. Because he's saying these things about himself, John 5.18, and there's many passages like this. They took up stones to kill him. They took up stones to kill him. I think about this often, right? There he is. He's teaching. He's healing. He says something. I am the bread of life. And these guys just immediately, they'll just pick up stones and they're on their way to go get him. It's violent times. It's a rough and tumble world. And he just sort of moses, moses himself on through here and, and does his thing. But this name, his name, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for you as a Christian. What does this name mean to you? He is, he is all things. He is. That means he fills in all gaps. The I am fills in all of your gaps. You know, they say, there's this phrase, you know, when God closes one door, you guys have heard this, right? When God closes one door, what does he do? Yeah, he opens another. Uh, uh, a, a writer that I like, Richard War, says, when God closes one door, he opens another, but it's hell in the hallways. <laughs> but it's hell in the hallways. Closes one door, he opens another, but there's a little time in that hallway. It's tough. Proverbs 18.10, I love this. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The godly run to it and are safe. And you need to be cultivating that and building that up inside of you. The I am is inside. That name is inside of me. What does that name mean? It's a big umbrella shielding me. It's a tower. It's a stronghold. It's a fortress. The world is unpredictable, as we saw in yesterday's news, correct? Sadly, tragically, so I'm going to say just a little bit about that in a short period of time. Your work is unpredictable. Many of our finances are unpredictable. Parents, our children are unpredictable. Husbands, look at what? That's that's unpredictable. I don't know. So much uncertainty. Ah, But we have this one thing. A strong tower. A strong tower is his name. And I want you thinking about that. This super stronghold, fortress, another word for that is fortress, this fortress inside of you that's this tower to run to where we are safe. It is his name. Jesus says, "Um, wow, they're talking to him. Should we go eat? Should we go eat? We need to go eat, right? We're doing this to each other all the time. What are we going to eat? We need to eat. Jesus says, you know what, guys? I have food that you know nothing about. I've got food that you know nothing about. And he'll go on later to say, my My food is to do the will of him who sent me. Is there something that you do that is that satisfying? There's things I like to do. I have some hobbies. There's some things things I enjoy. But hunger is hunger, right? Hunger is hunger. And Jesus is great. I have food you know nothing about. About being able to be satisfied in doing this thing. Jesus was completely satisfied doing the will of God. Hunger. Let's talk a little bit about it. This is Satchel Paige. He was not the first African American to break the color barrier in baseball. That was Jackie Robinson. 
About a year later, in 1947, um, the Cleveland Indians pick up uh, Carl Doby and Satchel Paige. Satchel Paige was 42 years old as a rookie. 42 years old as a rookie. And, they, and he almost won Rookie of the Year. He's a pitcher. Satchel Paige threw 55, I'm geeking out here for the baseball people, 55 no-hitters. Probably our greatest pitcher today, where's my Dodger fans, is Clayton Kershaw. Yes? He's thrown one. Satchel Paige threw 55 no-hitters. And they asked him about Jackie Robinson uh, breaking the color barrier. He says, I was deeply hurt. It's all I ever wanted. And I want you thinking about this. What do you hunger for? Tragically, he lived a tragic life and he died as an alcoholic. What is it you hunger for? What really satisfies? Sometimes our hungers will drive us crazy. Jesus is saying, I'm the bread of life. I will really satisfy Satchel didn't know that. He loved baseball, but it didn't really satisfy. Uh, um, and I, again, after yesterday's violence, I, I think us reflecting upon some of our African-American heroes that have overcome is really appropriate today. Billy Holiday, my, my dad and I, we used to listen to Billy Holiday, or my dad would listen to Billy Holiday to listen to with her. And she struggled. She came out of Harlem. And she was an amazing singer battled against sexism, battled against racism, battled at the end of her life against serious addiction. And there's this hunger that she couldn't get rid of, and it destroyed her. And she sang in the song, Gloomy Sunday. Gloomy Sunday. Is that a title for a song? Gloomy Sunday. Stop haunting me now. Can't shake you know how. Just leave me alone. That's the wrong kind of hunger. And it killed a beautiful woman. And I want to say again, sort of in light of yesterday, we need to understand that in America there's still ugly racism. And we had folks connected to... Um, white supremacy. And that, there's no other way to say this, but that that is great evil. That is great evil. And the Christians got to be able to look at the world and go, there's great evil in our neighborhoods. And tragically, a poor woman there protesting was run over by a car and killed. And you need to ask yourself, how am I going to confront evil in the world? What satisfies my soul? And how will I then in turn confront the evil that is in my world? That's a really important question for us today. 
And I think about what it is that we need to overcome and what it is about our trials and about our stressors and about how hard it is to listen to the passage. I am the bread of life. And then that's it. That just that's it. That's what satisfies us or satisfies me. That's really hard for us today. But really, I believe our great challenge. So turn with me to John chapter six and let me read this passage for us. John chapter 6, Jesus has recently just walked on water. Uh, That was a good one. And now he's feeding thousands of people. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to pick it up and um, I'm going to pick it up. I'll start in 26. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. You're You're looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, Because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Don't work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. On him, God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, what miraculous sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who is giving you the bread from heaven, but my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, from now on, give us this bread. And then Jesus declared, I am. And that's the word. I am. He's using the word that God gave Moses. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. He who believes in me will never go thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still do not believe. All that the Father has gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all he has given me. But raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, And I will raise him up at the last day. We got to get an amen on that. That's a beautiful passage right there. I am the bread of life. We'll never go hungry. You're going to be hungry for purpose. You're going to be hungry for meaning. You're going to be hungry for relationships. You're going to be hungry for substance in your life. And we look in the world. The world is trying desperately to fill that with the wrong things. With the wrong things. Last year, 88,000 alcohol-related deaths in America. Alcohol will never fill you up. Last year, 52,000 opioid addiction related deaths. 52,000. That's about 3,000 in a month. Every month. We lost roughly 3,000 people in the Twin Towers. We're losing that every month just to opioid addiction. That'll never really fill you. 
Money will never really fill you. The soul is a different thing, and it requires what Jesus gives. Amen? For the church. I love this old painting. It's a cafe in New York. Well, this is where the bread should be. We're kind of the bakery. Amen? We're kind of the bakery. The bread's here. We're kind of the bakery. We want to present it and cook it up and get a little butter, a little jelly, a little cup of coffee. The bread's the bread. We want to be this place where we can all come together and enjoy the bread. Amen? We want to serve it up. And we want to make it look good. And we want to present it. And and we want people coming into our cafe and eating the bread. We want to do a great job in this. And so I have just these little thoughts for you as we close on out about the church and how we become sort of this great bakery. First of all, some of us, you know, we're studying the Bible. We're thinking about our lives. I want to really lift up, again, um, Bezad and um, Candace, their youngest son, Armand, was just baptized uh, a couple weeks ago. Is that right? A couple weeks ago? Shortly, short time ago. It's fantastic. So proud of you. It's really, really great. Uh, we've got a number of teens studying the Bible. We're going to another teen baptism today. We want to be hungry for heaven, hungry to be saved. Hungry to save. We want to really take it personally, seriously. God's given us a commission, and we want to go out and be a light in a really dark world. A place where people can come in, and again, it's not on you. you just got to get the bread to them. And we want to get more and more bread to more and more people. Let's be hungry to save. There's so many needs in our church, in, in any community. And I want our church again to be not, there is a little bit of this in church sometimes. We tend to be hungry to be entertained. How good was the worship? How good was the singing? How good was the bread? The communion? How good was the, how good was the facility? How good was it? That isn't really going to satisfy you. Serving does. Be hungry to serve. It's messy. Jump in. Get involved. Set up some chairs. Take them down. Sit down with somebody. Make a difference. Hungry to serve. It matters. Recommit. We need to be recommitting ourselves to this, I think, daily. And I want to lift up one of our dear brothers, Doug Bundy. And Doug's been really struggling with his health. And Doug, we haven't forgotten you. He's got, he's suffering from failed kidneys right now. And we talked a couple of weeks ago and, you know, he's trying to ask us for prayers. Of course, we're praying for you. But you need to talk to Doug. Doug's crying. Because I'm afraid. That I'm going to die. But I love his spirit. He's hungry to stay. He's hungry to make it to the end. Like Paul says to Timothy, I have finished the race. And he needs to be on our hearts. And we need to imitate that kind of spirit. Hungry to stay. Hungry to make it to the end. Doug, we're praying for you. We love you, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I see you right there. I see you right there. Okay. You've just listened to the Westside Podcast. 
For more information about our ministry, please visit thewestsidechurch.com or laicc.net.